Welcome everybody and thank you for coming. What we want to do this afternoon is um, we're going to start, Neil is going to give us a, a bit of a brief presentation just on the RDR proposals and they're split into three sections so he'll cover it through the three sections. Um, then once we've done that what we'll do is we'll put up the comments that we've received so far from members um, and then we'll deal with each of the sections as we go through. So we'll deal with, with, with the three sections separately and we'll ask for further comments. Obviously, if your comment is already there in the interest of time and the fact that there's so many of us, we'd appreciate obviously not repeating things that, that have already been made. Um, but if you have additional comments or you have some other suggestive um, comments in terms of things that we can do differently or that the, the, the regulator should consider, then we certainly will be open to, to taking those down. Neil will take notes and, and from that we will put our submission together and just send off to the regulators. So we're going to hand over to Neil, and, and Neil will, will take us from, uh, from, from further. Thanks, Neil. All right. Thanks, Peter. Hello, everyone. Uh, just uh, if you wondered, it's Peter Temple, the president of the Actuarial Society, and Neil Furry. Not Peter Temple and president of the Actuarial Society, Neil Furry. So uh, if you might have made that mistake. So just like uh, Peter mentioned, um, I'll first give you a bit of background just on the RDR, uh, where it comes from and so on, and um, then we'll, we'll look at the, the proposals. So uh, there's, there's 55 proposals in total, which is uh, quite a lot, so I try to, to lump them together as, as, as far as possible. So uh, if you see as we go through, there's a a key proposal that, that, that's been left out, please just put up your hand and, and, and you can mention it. And uh, at the end, um, like, like Peter said, we'll, we'll put up the, the comments and uh, we'd uh, really encourage debate and, and please people participate from the audience, um, even if you think it's, uh, it's not a good comment or whatever, please just share your thoughts. Um, we, we, we really want to, to, to trigger some, some debate today. So just the background on the RDR, where does it come from? It's basically um, the, the FSB saying that uh, the, the outcomes of, of financial advice and, and, and financial products um, aren't ideal. So, uh, like we, we, we know that um, the, the financial advisors are only one part of, of, uh, of the problem or, and, uh, or, and the solution. And uh, the background of the RDR is probably saying that um, there's quite a lot of financial advisors out there that's uh, um, not doing what they're supposed to do. You've probably seen this uh, little uh, cartoon before. But obviously no, we know it's not only the, 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 the financial advisors and, and, and the, the distribution channels that's, uh, that's the problem. We've got uh, the, the customers that might also not be doing their part in uh, maybe not saving enough or planning as starting early enough. Or especially in our country we've got a massive problem with, uh, with debt. So I think that's also other solutions that, that, that we, should, we should focus on and where we can make a, make a difference as actually, but that's not part of the, of the discussion today. 
So uh, we all know about phase um, that, that, that came in a, a few years ago and uh, that's already um, gone a, quite a, a long way in, in, in a, a professional, professionalizing the, the, the financial advisory space. But um, there's still a concern um, by the FSB that there's still poor outcomes and, and mis-selling remains a concern. And they say that there's a, the risk in the, in the current distribution landscapes is in the intermediary relationships and, and uh, the remuneration structures that's, that's currently in place. And um, the RDR is basically 55 proposals on uh, how they actually want to, to remedy this. So uh, I don't know who of you have read the, the RDR document. It's uh, quite a lengthy document. And... Um, as you read through these legislation type documents, sometimes it's quite difficult to, to, to keep your concentration on it and, and your mind wanders a bit and so on. And I thought 55 proposals, and it made me think uh, uh, about, uh, about Moses. He came down, he got 10 rules, and at the end of the day, I think the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they ended up with, I think, like 500, I don't know how many rules. They see that that didn't work. Then uh, Jesus came, he basically gave them two, two rules, and then we've got all those other rules, and everyone's got their own set of things. So it, it, it just shows, or it seems like people actually, uh, if you try to, 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 to uh, you, you see things aren't working that well, you just try to, to, to add a, a couple of extra rules and, and, and see if, if, if it can actually, it can actually work. And, um, as I read through the RDR and all those proposals, there's a lot of the proposals and, and all of them actually make sense. So you, you go through them and you see, okay, this, this makes sense. And um, I, I tried to, 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 to make it closer to home and I thought like in a, in a home situation, in your, if you want to put up your house rules and so on, um, you can maybe put down all the, the rules that, that needs to be followed in your household I might uh, put down, you want this type of food, this time of the day, you want your bed made that type of way, and so on, and a lot of specific rules, but it might actually be better um, if you have only one or two uh, rules and, and, and pr principles that you can follow, because all of these additional rules and so on, it might actually um, definitely increase the, the complexity and, uh, and, and so on. So that's why I think it's it's a it's a good idea for us to to to, to break it down into those those three main areas um, that 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 the RDR actually covers and try to to to, to focus our comments and our attentions on that. Because so, if we want to try to to cover 55 proposals to that, it's actually not going to work. So the first one is basically on services provided and. Um, it basically says that, that uh, in, in financial advice and financial planning, you actually want to see what service is being provided and you actually want to see what you're getting paid for. The second one is on the relationship between the, the, the product providers um, and the intermediaries. And it's basically just to see whether conflicts of interest um, uh, or what the conflict of interest in those relationships are. And the final, the third part is on the remuneration, and that's actually where, where, where most of the, the proposals um, are, are focused on. 
And the FSB is clear in the, in this document, and that's what they've been saying with with Twin Peaks and, and the the approach of the regulator um, has changed, and it will be more interventionist going forward. It will be more proactive, and they'll they'll make structural changes as a, um, to 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 suit the outcome that they actually want to achieve. So I'm just going to read this. This comes verbatim uh, from from the RDR, and the, it basically says the the outcomes of the RDR are the distribution model support the following: uh, suitable products and access to suitable advice, um, comparison of the nature, value, and cost of advice and other services, professionalization of advice and building consumer confidence and trust, and for fair competition and prices more closely aligned with the nature and quality of the service and sustainable business models for advice. So I think and as we go through this today, we, we, we shouldn't only focus on the, the, the proposals that set out by the FSB, but also think out of the box how we can actually think the, the distribution landscape can be changed to actually achieve this. So um, it's basically providing um, products that's suitable to members' needs, giving it at, at good rates and also to be able to, 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 to have a sustainable um, financial advice uh, advice business um, going. So I think uh, let's think a bit outside the box and, and, and not only focus on, on the proposals. <coughs> so first, uh, just on, on the services uh, provided, uh, like I said earlier, it's, it's basically the services provided, there's quite a number of proposals on it, but what it comes down to basically is that people should understand what service they are getting and um, they should know what they are paying for. So that's basically uh, what it boils down to. And um, what, they, what they're, they're proposing there is that there's going to be a clear distinction on whether you're providing financial planning, whether you're giving upfront product advice, and whether you're giving ongoing product advice. So um, travel fees and so on is a, is a big issue for the, for the FSB. So um, setting out, out that clearly what type of service you, you're providing and when you're going to charge for it and so on, that's, that, that's, going, to be, that's going to be key. Then uh, uh, something that, that uh, definitely also uh, caught my eye is the, the standards for, for um, low advice and wholesale advice. So a lot of us here are advisors to, to, to um, retirement funds and to medical schemes and so on. Um, they're calling it a retail distribution review. Um, so it will be interesting for us um, to see how it actually uh, impacts us that, that, that give advice on a, on, a, on, a corporate, on a corporate level. So um, there's, not a, there's not a lot of details given on, on, on what the, the standards for, for um, wholesale advice will, will actually entail, but um, it will be, uh, impact a lot of us in the room. And then on the low advice side, there's been quite a, a lot of comments on the on the non-life side uh, on how it impacts, impacts their, their business because uh, a lot of the non-life life, um, products are sold in a, in a low advice environment. And then basically for, for, for all services that's, that's uh, currently being performed by intermediaries, whether it's outsource services and... Um, um, premium collection and all those type of things. There's going to be standards 
for all of that. So um, that's a, a, another concern that, that I have is that um, from each proposal, there might be five or six standards flowing from that. So we, it's actually going to, I don't know if you know that Fibonacci number series. So you start with one and it just cascades down. So um, uh, we'll probably need to look at all the standards and our impacts and so on. So it, um, it, it might have uh, quite significant implications. So on the on the, the the services provided, I don't know maybe from the audience, if, is there something that that any of you uh, want to add on on that something that 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 uh, that stood out for you that you think um, we should mention before we go on to to to, to the comments on on that on that section? Not okay. So I think the on the the, the services side it, it makes sense and and I think that's probably the part that that will be be the easiest to um, to achieve just to create clarity on on this what services are actually provided and what you're paying for. So on the relationships and the and the remuneration I think there'll there'll be a bit more more debate. So on on the relationships so on what it actually comes down to is it comes down to choices. So you need to know if, if you're an independent person, then you need to provide a wide range of choices from independent sources. If you're multi-tied, you need to disclose it and people need to know, okay, there's certain products that you're not gonna, uh, gonna provide them. And um, if you're tied, then people will know, okay, if you work for Old Mitchell, you're only gonna provide all mutual products. So it basically comes down to when you offer people choices, you, they need to know what, what range of choices they're actually getting. So what they propose is that you should clearly define, uh, that uh, they'll clearly define what an independent financial advisor, um, uh, what defines a clear, uh, what defines an independent financial advisor, what defines a, a tied financial advisor, and what defines a multi-tied uh, financial advisor. And there will be a number of regulations and standards of how each type of advisor may operate. So for instance, they'll allow, if you're an independent financial advisor, um, that uh, on some products there might be some instances um, because there's uh, quite a few independent financial advisors that provide advice on, say, investment products, on, on say, short-term insurance products, on, say, medical aid products, so that um, you can be a IFA on some levels and multi-tied on other levels and so on. So all of that will, will, will be, will be um, um, put down in, in, in standards and, and, and regulations. And... One thing that uh, that they're also very clear on in the, in the proposals is when you deal with a with a customer, you should just clearly state to them in what what capacity are you operating. So either if it's an independent um, capacity tied or multi tied, and then there's a number of proposals around um, juristic representatives. So. Um, Currently, you can work as an advisor for more than one um, um, financial services uh, provider. So um, it, you, there might be some conflict because for one 
one service provider, you can in theory probably be a, a independent financial advisor, and then if and then for uh, another juristic representative, another FSP, you might be a tied or multi-tied. So um, I think that's probably why they why they brought that in. And there's a uh, quite a, a few other um, proposals just around how juristic uh, representatives uh, may operate. Then there's quite a few proposals on outsourcing. Um, they'll be limiting the number of, 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 of uh, functions that, that uh, may, be, may be outsourced. Um, some specific functions um, will still be allowed. Um, and uh, a lot of that is also set out in the various binder regulations of, of, of uh, what can, can be outsourced and, 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 and how it should be done. And also, uh, on the outsourcing, there's quite a few proposals when we get to the, to the remuneration side that, that, that touches on that as well. Then something that I, I know that's created quite a bit of debate um, on uh, on on this um, in the in the industry is the responsibility of of the products supplier for advice and services. So um, the up to a, a greater or lesser extent, the product supplier will be um, responsible for for the advice of the intermediary. Um, for the independent financial advisor, um, there won't be that much responsibility. Um, and then for the for the tied uh, agent, they'll they'll basically take or all the responsibility for the advice and the service. So um, it 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 becomes a bit bit murky on where you where you draw the lines, how you're going to enforce it, and so on. So on that, um, a lot of the comments that we received is uh, they'll definitely uh, need some more clarity on that. And then also just on uh, the ownership structure, um, because there might be intermediaries with a share in product providers and so on, that, that might actually um, result in, in conflicts um, to also review that. And, and obviously that might also have, have far-reaching um, um, uh, implications for, for um, intermediaries uh, with, with interest in, in product uh, houses as well. So on the remuneration side, uh, it seems like this will be the, the where we'll get um, most of the debate in the industry and also from our side, that's where we uh, received uh, most of our comments from from the industry, uh, from, from our members um, to date. And uh, like we know, you can see there the picture money talks and it's a, it's a proven fact that uh, money influences behavior. And... Um, if you uh, pay people uh, for certain outcomes or certain behavior, that you'll actually uh, get that behavior. And um, you can probably argue that South Africa, we've got a very um, uh, well-developed financial services sector and insurance sector, and it might be because we incentivize the, the brokers well enough to, to go sell the, the products and so on. Um, so it's, it's, it's not always a, a bad thing. So the, basically what the, the proposals on that is anywhere where remuneration or, uh, are paid or fees are deducted, there will be standards. So 
Uh, as you can imagine, there's quite a, a number of, of, of places in a diff, different ways our remuneration is paid, our commissions are paid and so on. So there'll be, be standards for, for, for all of that. Um, I'm not going to go through all, all those details now, but like I said earlier, like for the standards for all the, the various services, it can cascade into to, uh, quite a lot of documents and uh, a lot of contracts being changed and all those type of things quite quite easily. Um, so that, that's definitely a big thing. Then just uh, some key things that I um, highlighted, uh, which I know was also discussed and uh, yeah, being raised at various forums, so which I'll just mention. And, and at the end, I'll also just give a opportunity to you guys to, to maybe just add to, to, to the lists. So payments to, to lists uh, and rebates will be prohibited. Um, product suppliers will facilitate um, advice fees so they'll actually um, buy over the, the, the commissions and see, okay, but did the, the customer actually um, again sign up this year for ongoing advice and can they deduct it and so on. So there's an additional responsibility on the service provider for, for their, their admin. Then also banning commission on investment products. And I think this is a, this is a big one. Um, so as I understand it, this means that um, financial advisors won't be able to, to, to charge um, asset-based uh, fees um, on, 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 on uh, investments. And um, uh, that's the backbone of, of many, many financial um, advisory practices. And um, if you speak to a lot of IFAs, that's the way that they target the business they want they target say I want 500 million under advi advice or 50 million under advice and so on. Then okay, then I'll be able to to sustain my practice. So I think that's a that's that's a big one. Um, and then changes to 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 risk product commissions and so on. So um, they don't want to uh, pay risk uh, commissions on 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 replacement policies. And the big reason for this um, is actually. To, to reduce the, the churn that's, that, that, that's taking place. Um, I've seen quite a, a few commentators saying that the evidence on this is actually um, anecdotal and um, it might actually lead to, to brokers not chasing the best rate for, um, for, their, for their customers. But we'll get to that in the comment section. Another thing um, that, that might be controversial and might be difficult to actually um, uh, get, the, get or to implement is uh, the commission structures on, on legacy products, how they're actually going to change that. Um, now the FSB has been busy for a while on, on causal event charges and so on and how they want to change that, So, um, but details of that still needs to follow. On retirement annuities, um, the conflicts and transfers between the retirement annuities. Um, I didn't see anything specific on, on living annuities versus guaranteed annuities. Um, no specific mention on that. And we know there's, there's quite a lot of debate over the last few years on incentivization of selling living annuities um, against uh, guaranteed annuities. 
So we'll we'll see how how that actually if if that um, flows through into some of the further uh, proposals. And then also in the low income market, um, there'll be a special dispensation um, for that. Obviously, the commissions on on low value products um, is uh, might not make it uh, worthwhile for for brokers to pursue that market. And and a big drive of the FSB is to to get uh, the low income market more involved in the in the financial services um, sector to to have a more financial inclusive economy. So, but there's also not a lot of details on that. Um, the microinsurance committee spent spent quite a quite a lot of time going through the the, the proposals and so on. And 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 um, a common thread in the comments was also. Um, that there's not a lot of detail on how the low-income market will be will be covered for. Then uh, also on the short-term insurance sp sp specific uh, remuneration and cancellation regulation, that will be different to 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 um, to other to the other products, and that might might lead to certain um, conflicts, um, especially for composite type products that that you've got in the in the microinsurance space. And this, uh, the, the last one, which might actually be um, be quite uh, uh, controversial, is um, that uh, they're suggesting that no incentive may be provided, which is not in legislation, and it might also include add-ons. And as I understand it, um, add-ons is things like vitality and multiply and so on. Uh, where brokers, if you if you actually uh, manage to 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 sell the uh, the additional vitality or, or um, multiply or whatever, you get a, a higher percentage commission on that add-on, and obviously it um, makes out a big part of of a lot of um, a lot of the, the big insurance uh, business model. So, um, but um, you still need quite a bit of cash on that. Yeah, so that um, that basically outlines the the, the proposals. Um, legislation is always, or it's some, it's, it's difficult to, to make it very interesting. So I apologise if it's a bit bland. Um, but uh, any proposals that that you think uh, we've we've missed or that we should add here before we go through um, to the to the comment section that, uh, that Peter will be will be facilitating. Yes. Um, I don't think we've missed anything. I just want to clarify your view that there's no um, asset price fees for investment advice. That's definitely not how we read it. There's probably how we read it. Yes. Absolutely no prescription as to nature, structure, or anything of those fees. The only thing that they specify is that it may only be negotiated between the client and the um, intermediate. There may be no product provider. Um, in that space, so I maybe okay. I understand it, but that's how I understand it. Okay. I'm not sure how other people Okay, that's uh, that. that uh, we can just then get, um, raise it and say they can just give us more clarity on that. But that, that um, thanks for that. Okay. Okay, we'll take the uh, comments sort of section by section, so I'm not going to go over them, you can read them yourself, um, but I'm going to put them up and then if there's any additional comments we would like to make on those on the sections, please let us know and we can, Neil will take some notes so that we can put it in our submission. 
So the first section then is just from the services provider. These are the comments that we've received so far um, on the on the services provider section. Obviously, just sort of summarise the, the comments, but hopefully make enough sense. Has anybody got any comments that they would like? Additional comments that they would like to make on the services provided section that we should take into account in submitting this uh, to uh, to the FSB and um, the regulators. Be quiet. Everybody happy then? Yep. Okay. Just a second, what it takes better products will need to lower advice to that more back. The context there, what does that refer to? I'm just worried that that's a particularly actuarial view, which assumes that if we make the product better and better and better, then actually get the way you understand it. Neil, <laughs> 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 maybe you get another background. I think the context is like almost like you say, uh, is if you provide simpler products that fits uh, people's need, then it might actually uh, lead to low advice. So if you've got very complicated structured like products, uh, which might have different like uh, uh, performance fees in it and uh, various swaps and options or whatever, it might actually be very difficult and you need advice, but if you get a simpler type uh, product that meets the, meets the need, you won't need that much advice. Maybe the better word is simpler than better. Yeah. Any other comments? Anything else anybody wants to raise? Okay, not, not the... Uh, okay, yes? I think, you know, whatever you're going to say, I think you have to flesh it out a lot more. No, fair enough. I mean, these are just the summary of the comments that have been being given. Say anything at first, you've got to give a very good alternative. It's not enough just to say this isn't going to work. If you look at some of the submissions that we made from ASA in the past, we've always done that. And so, I mean, that sort of almost goes without saying. So, we uh, if you look at the past submissions that we made in the last 12 months, for instance, you'll see that uh, most of the times the submissions are very clear in terms of we don't think this will work and here's why, and we suggest you consider this. Um, so we've, we've always done that and we will continue to do that. You can take that for granted. And just, I, I think um, what we've seen in, in, in dealing with um, the FSB and National Treasury and so on over the last few years is that. Um, if a policy decision has been taken to go into a certain direction, uh, we won't be able to decide that we don't think it's a good idea go totally different direction. Uh, in that direction that they decided to follow, we should just highlight the unintended consequences, what we think might work better, that type of thing. So more of a collaborative approach uh, to, to assist them in, in actually getting to, to the point where they want to get to. They do take us quite seriously, so and we all listen to quite well. So a lot of the legislation proposals that we've done in the last few years have actually taken our um, our comments into account. So they do they do take us as uh, important uh, in terms of building the relationships with them as well. Um, okay, relationships was the second major chapter. So here there are a little bit more comments, um, and you'll see that the most comments come on the remuneration. Uh, not surprisingly. So these are the comments that we've received so far in terms of the relationship side of things. If anybody got any other comments that they want to raise um, from the legislation that we need to take into account. I just want to echo Andrew's comment. If you're able to say what suggestions 
we're intending to make under some of those categories that will be helpful. Well, yeah, so I think some of the, the, the uh, this is the comments that has been submitted by members, so this is not necessarily what we're going to write down, but this is what they've submitted to us so far. So some people don't make comments and don't give suggestions. We will. <laughs> um, we, we won't submit something where we just make criticism and leave it at that. Okay, any, the submission only has to be in, I don't know. Uh, the 2nd of March. 2nd of March, so we've still got a bit of time to put it together. <laughs> so this is actually put on just to create a little debate to share your, your views. Yeah, if you disagree with something up here, yes. please also say so. We, we're quite happy to do that. Second point is a consensus. I mean, you're talking about financial plan, you need product advice. So potential conflicts are tied to consistent financial plan. This is really... So the thing is basically why, what that suggests is if you're a tight agent and uh, you're doing financial planning, then you most likely, if your product asks that, that you tie to, you might actually uh, do your financial planning so that, for your products. For your products. Um, so you're reverse engineer. You won't give independent advice, but then you're a tight agent, you're probably not going to. By the same token, if you're an independent financial advisor, you're not going to recommend to the client that he maybe looks for a totally different solution. I mean, the point is that any person has got that, that conflict. Yeah. If I'm an architect, I'm not going to suggest to you you don't build the house and instead you buy an existing one. So I really think that you can argue that because if you're really trying to buy this in a very bad place. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Somebody have a yeah, I think, Yeah, um, under TCF, there's a view that the retirement fund that offers a menu of, of unit trusts for its members to choose uh, needs to. Uh, ensure that, that they are sold properly. Um, so have we thought through whether retirement funds are going to be considered a product provider? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, so there's a potential there. If you look at the issue on wholesale, um, it actually says that if you're providing advice to a wholesaler, um, you have to provide the advice with the thought process of the end user in mind. So they, so I would think a pension fund will be exactly one of those types of things. So if you give advice um, to the pension fund, they're saying you actually have to give advice thinking about the end pension fund member as well. Yes, okay, that's the intermediate. But I'm saying that the, the pension fund itself yeah. is, is, is... Are they providing advice? You are a product provider of you know, 17 different uh, unit trusts. Yeah. So you have a whole lot of responsibility. Yeah, they're a juristic uh, person, basically. Yeah, okay, I mean, that's something we should just make sure that they're clear on. Any other comments in terms of relationships? Everybody's just waiting for remuneration. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, just on... Uh, One more comment in the back. Yeah, Peter? One of the things that I, I don't see in here is, is whether there's any comment coming from us at the moment on some of the principles and the argument. What? You can get down into the detail in the recommendations, but those recommendations are driven by certain principles. And um, this relationships one, as I understand it, is they're trying to take out as much of the product conflict that sort of product pushes are, 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 are putting out there. Um, and do we support that principle? and then deal with the practicalities, or do we just focus in on the practicalities? 
Well, I mean, I think we do have the opportunity to comment on the principles as well, but um, I think some of these, as Neil said, some of the principles I suspect um, have the decisions that have been taken by other pieces of legislation already, and it's just a question now of um, making those principles practical. The, the key aim of the retail distribution review is to support the TCF outcome. So that's, um, and those principles are already basically uh, set in stone. But I think if we see there might be other ways to actually achieve those um, those outcomes, then, then we should also uh, keep those comments. But most of the comments we received to date only focus on, on the proposal. So, like for instance, we agree with this proposal for this and this reason, we don't agree with this, so... Yeah, I mean, if you have something specific yes. then in terms of the proposals. In fact, I mean, um, there, there's some quite good summaries available already of, of RDR and um, and each of the sections has got effectively a focus as well, so the principle behind it. Um, so the relationship one, um, one that I've got says the customer should understand what services are being provided and in what capacity the intermediary is acting in order to evaluate and compare the advice given. That's, that's the principle that they're trying to, to actually get to and then the proposals flow from that. Any other comments? Okay, then the last one is uh, remuneration. So obviously here is, um, there is quite a lot of comments um, for starters. So I'll put, there's two screens, so I'll put the first one up and give you time to read that and then move to the next one. I mean, I've got to say before I go to the next one, if you're going to make, if you have given comments, and some of you may have given comments already, um, and Neil alluded to this as well, if, if there are comments of actually we think this will increase cost, um, we, we ideally need some background to that and if you have examples of where it's increased costs in other markets or, or other places then um, certainly we, we should include that as well. We don't want to just make statements saying it's going to increase costs. Um, we, we really do need to have some empirical evidence behind those sort of comments. And that's the second slide. Any comments particularly on the remuneration side that you want to make? that we uh, feel important. The replacement restrictions might lead to various exits. I presume it's saying that the intermediary won't be prepared to change the policy. There's nothing stopping from changing. It's just not going to get up from the commission. You can still negotiate a fee to the client for having solved the client's problem. So, uh, this is looking at it's almost the same that we should be encouraging share. I think we should be going all out and saying it's a very good thing if you certainly stop up front from share. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I think the intention to reduce churn is a good thing. Um, I think we, we would all, you know, say that that's an important aspect um, to achieve it. Uh, Neil's, I think this particular comment and Neil's comment earlier on is that there is a concern that um, if people are not going to be rewarded for replacements, then um, there might actually be a much cheaper or much better policy option and the intermediary just won't tell you about it because he's not going to get remunerated for it. And that's the risk. So that's the comment I think that, um, that, that we're worried about is that will it just create a, a negative incentive so the intermediary will say I'm not going to bother. The point is you can negotiate uh, the, the moment, of course, he spends the first time saying, actually, you know, you could get a better policy from ABC Insurer. Um, he's given the advice already. He's not likely to get the fee at that point. But 
So I think that you know I think that's the that's the risk um, associated with it. I think that's what the point is that we're trying to raise that's been raised there. Any other comments on the remuneration side? This is obviously the sort of the biggest section in terms of dealing with. So no, I think the, the, the high level type message is that um, the best salesmen are actually the best remunerated financial intermediaries, not necessarily the best um, financial advisors. So I think that's one of the things um, that, that came through there. Uh, and that people, if you read wider and sign, there's been quite a number of surveys and sign, but it seems like people don't like to pay for financial advice. They like to receive it, but um, they actually see it clearly, they don't like to pay for it. I mean, I think a lot of people have made the point about, you know, financial products are sold rather than bought, and if you tell them how much it's going to cost, um, they may not buy it anymore. So I think that there were a reasonable number of comments in that regard as well. Any other comments that people have got on the remuneration side of things? Yep. Yeah, just on the comment just made about sort of examples. I have seen some numbers from the UK that seem to indicate certainly in some areas costs have gone up certain certain rather than down. Uh, but now, so I think the developers have seen similar numbers that would be quite useful to set in the future. I'm just adding to something that Neil said. I think there's a specific example here of certain scenarios in the sort of living needs that are going to be in this certain one way, despite what's currently in the draw of the comments, it still might not be enough because of certain price differentials to be uh, necessarily the best DCF outcome because of specific product structures, despite negotiated fees, etc. You might still not have a Okay, if you, I mean, if you do have specific comments, Ron, in terms of those things, yeah, please make sure you get get them through to us. We, you know, give us examples so we can we can include them. I mean, I think it's an ideal opportunity to highlight anything like that where you don't have an equal playing field. And if you have, as I said before, if you do have stats available from other markets or other places, um, I think you must definitely provide them. Any other comments on the remuneration side of things? There were some general comments as well that we received um, from uh, from various members. And um, so, is there just one slide or is there two? Yeah. Um, um, so there's two slides just some on on general comments. I, I think probably uh, the one summary comment is, um, and I think Neil has already said it. One of our concerns is it's a lot of compliance and it's a lot of proposals and how many how much legislation is it going to um, come through, and then you know part of that, I guess, is the unintended consequences of these things as well. If you if you do put in um, a section of regulations, what happens? You know, people just get and find ways around it. So if you think of like replacement, for instance, people won't pay for policies and replacement. Well, can you just tell the policyholder to lapse it, and then in two months' time, you know, they take out a new policy? So is that just a method of getting around replacements? So, um, so there are things like that which I think we, we definitely need to flag um, and make sure that people are aware of. So I think those are probably two main key comments that we, we will need to make in terms of the general comments. Anybody got any other comments? That's the second um, slide in general that they want to make with regards to um, the RDR proposals. I take it then that most people are quite happy with the proposals given that there's hardly any comments. So. Let me just debate on the, on the point 
on the on the commission versus trial fees on financial advisors. I think it's very important that we understand that one correctly. What 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 are you wanting to? Uh, just in terms of uh, financial advisors receiving uh, trial fee, keep on uh, receiving trial fee, and that's facing negotiation between between the client. The client the commission is more like endowment uh, policy break. So and the risk policy proposal is that they pay 50% upfront and, and thereafter you've got a, effectively a trail fee um, that gets paid. Um, and they do make comments that even if you negotiate um, on investment products um, for having ongoing sort of payments that it needs to be for ongoing services. So you can't just get it because you sold it to them in the first place. Um, so that, that, that is definitely in the proposal as it stands. Um, as far as I understand, so I don't know if anybody's got any comments on that, anything else I want to raise. Maybe just from product providers, what would you say um, are the biggest concerns uh, coming out of the, 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 the retail distribution of your proposal? Do you have any concerns? Biggest <laughs> concerns might be trends. I mean, I, I suspect they'll probably say that, that probably expected. I mean, it has happened in the UK. Um, so the UK market has the number of people uh, selling products in the UK has definitely shrunk. And a lot of that was due to banks finding themselves in different position. So, but even in, in even independent interve intermediaries, I think that's gone quite down quite considerably in the UK. I phase it, keep going down. The um, regulators doesn't really think that 50-50 is 50-50. So they don't mean you get half the commission up front and half the money on basis. Just that some of it will be paid up front and some of it will be basis. And I think one of the best things we can do as asset is to help the regulators, if they do go that route, to understand what they're going to do to intermediaries by changing the flow of their earnings. Obviously, on negotiating things, it's hard to, to assess. So I think it's an area of um, that's going to make all the difference. I mean, if, if a guy's first year rent drops by 40%, a lot of them are going to struggle to survive. Uh, on their land, it dropped by 15%, and with a hope to, to get out of it, he might sit around. Yeah, that's a good comment. <coughs> Anything else that anybody wants to raise? We don't have anything else um, on the slides. If you do have any comments, um, further comments that you want to raise, um, please make sure you get them through to uh, Neil um, at the actual office so that we can um, collate the comments and, and put in a submission from the actual society. Um, and we certainly are quite open to getting whatever we can get, so please give it to us. Obviously, we're not necessarily going to include everybody's comments, but um, as I said, we, we do seek to try and make sure that the comments that we're putting in are um, constructive and, and are useful for the regulator to take into account. So um, we certainly will, will do that again in this submission as well. Anybody got any final things that they want to say? Otherwise I believe there's drinks and snacks outside. Um, which is probably what you came for already. Really, so. <laughs> um, but please let anybody know. Neil, do you want to say anything? No, I, I think it's just uh, um, it's important to, to the industry, but we're not at the 
as the forefront of actually giving advice. So that's probably why there's not that much debate as we are for. Um, but uh, if you've got further comments, uh, please just uh, send, send it through to us. We think it is an important piece of, uh, of uh, legislation or legislation that's going to flow from here. So please share any, any thoughts uh, that you might have. Thank you. Thanks very much.